goes, oh, so many stories. I can tell you. I said, well, tell me, you yeah, know. Yeah. And he goes, are you sure you want to hear it? And I was like, well, yeah. I mean, yeah, I want yeah, to hear, hear it, yeah. right? And so he says, my body is completely cold at this point. He walks in, my tongue's out of my mouth. I'm laying on one side because they had, you know, yeah. they were turning me. Yeah. And um, um, so when he did that, I know, <laughs> when he did that, he said, I had a little warmth in one of my toes because he had anointed, he had anointed my feet. So he touched my feet. He anointed my head. And so he's, they're praying. And so he says, he turns to Dennis and he says, it's up to her and God at this point. And so when they did that, my husband went home. Everybody went home. Dennis calls my mom for them to come see me. You know, they hadn't seen me at this point. It's COVID. They couldn't come in. The hospital was letting Dennis do um, FaceTime to yeah. see me. But eventually it got to the point where he could come in. It was it, around, probably a few days prior to this. Yeah. So he began to come in or maybe a couple of weeks prior to this. Uh, so he began to come and see me. I think I'm calculating that right. But anyway, we'll go over the dates another day. <laughs> uh, but he comes in and Dennis says he goes home. And then his routine was to come see me three times a day. So that day he said, it was like God said, go back again and see wow. her before visiting hours are over. Because after he prayed, he wasn't going to come back at that point. Yeah. I think he was trying to rationalize in his head, like, how he was going to move forward right. if something were to happen. Right. Um, and so he said he told God, God, whether you bring her out or not, I'm still going to trust you. Right? Mm. Now, Lakenia, I haven't talked to you. This is our first time this talking first since time it's time happened. Yeah. Other than maybe a couple real estate conversations. So this is happening on this side, Right. I'm still in the situation. So I have a whole heaven experience, right? Mm. Where I find myself that I'm wrestling and I feel like somebody literally is like trying to take me out, right? So, okay. I know. I feel like I I'm talking want, too much. No, I don't want that. I don't want anyone to miss that. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you have, you're having a heaven experience. Correct. Is this mental? You you mentally or you you're no, physically? No, I'm you're physically. Feeling, let me feelings. tell you how I know I was physically Come there. On, so I'm, so, you know, when I just said I was leaning on my right side, my tongue's hanging out mm -hmm. of my mouth. I felt like I was suffocating, first of all. Um, and I'm f like wrestling. And then all of a sudden I'm on my right side, but in my mind, I'm at the bottom of a stairway. Mm. A light flashes on. Now I'm from Dallas. You can play in, in the eight, the 70s, the 80s, and, the, and I don't know about the 90s, but the 70s and 80s, you can play outside all day. That's right. But what happens when it gets dark? It's time to go inside. The light comes the on. The light, the street light comes on, and you know I got to go home now, right? right? A light comes on, and it's I'm at the bottom of a stairway. I run up the stairs, mm. and at that point, I thought, oh, my mom is up there, right? Mm. Let me go see what she's doing. But when I go in this, you know, door, I don't see my mom. Then I think I see her talking to the nurses. And I go and I cannot, like, get her attention. And I'm like, mom, like, you know, I'm, yeah. 
you know, and so all of a sudden I see people starting to come in the room and they're coming from everywhere, every door, everywhere people are coming in and they don't look like me. They, they're not my family. You don't know. You Okay, so let me, I have reasons to ask this in detail. Okay, I have vivid dreams. I'm a dreamer. Yes. I am a spiritual dreamer. Right. I see, I see ghosts. I see spirits. I, mm -hmm. and when I dream and I say I'm a vivid dreamer, I see people that I've never met. Mm -hmm. Like, I can physically tell you how he looked, what kind of hair he was, blah, blah, yeah. blah. So when you say these people. They call a prophetic dreamer. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, when you say these people were coming into the room, could you physically see their faces? Was it I could see that, their faces, their bodies, their was clothes. Was it people that you knew? No. You didn't know Nobody. Anyone? I didn't know any of those people. So the reason I'm telling you that, I'm also a vivid dreamer, and anybody can say that was a dream. Here's how I know it mm -hmm. wasn't a dream. Mm -hmm. Because um, what happened is with my mom, me seeing this person is that's my mom right I know what my mom looks like then all of a sudden these people are coming in and it's very chaotic I'm like I feel like I'm confused but I didn't feel endangered yeah. I'm just trying to figure out what's happening so I begin to go and look around and I'm so surprised that I'm telling you this and I'm not crying because typically I'm like all over the place crying so um, I see my mom and then all of a sudden the room shifts and everything's pretty, everything's beautiful, everything is how, I mean, you know, when you decorate as a woman, you want it yeah. to look a certain way, yeah. right? It was like that. It was just that peaceful, and there was just a peace and a calm, and I see a, um, I see a person at the front of this room, and I'm like, who is that? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm like, who is that? So when I see the person, Okay, so right before I go into this next phase, um, I'm seeing the people. All of a sudden, I get a revelation that these people died today. That's why they were coming in from all the doors and, and nobody so looked the same. And, and it was, was just, chaotic, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So now I'm at phase, I call it the next room. <laughs> so <laughs> at the next phase. You're almost there, Melinda. Right. I'm there. looking, I'm looking, and I'm like, who is this at the front of the room? And they have on a robe, and I'm like, mm. what? It, like... Who is that? But now, mind you, hold your hands out. Mm -hmm. I'm just looking at their hands because I'm mesmerized by the hands. They're large hands. And then I see something from them, but all I'm paying attention to are the hands and the robe. And so when that happens, I start to walk closer and I'm like, I recognize this person. And I'm like, mm. it's God. You feel familiar. I felt very familiar and I'm like, it's God. And so I see, it's almost like he's standing like at the front of the room oh, and, oh, I know it's oh, crazy. Okay, so he's at the front of the room, but I noticed there's a, like a wall, but it's not a solid wall or anything. It's just like a wall. Right. And so I just, when I see the hands, I just lift my hands up hmm. and I just turn my face to the wall. And I'm like, oh, wow. I said, God, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to go. I'm still full. And I knew my family needed me. Mm. And I knew I was a believer. So regardless, I knew if I perished, I perished. But I would live in eternity. And at the same time, I wasn't ready. I wasn't yeah. ready physically. I wasn't ready mentally. Yeah. I wasn't ready to leave my family. 
And so I didn't know what else to do. And so when I turned my head to the wall, I felt like it was just a time to just honor God. And I still, I even felt the shame because I felt like I hadn't done all the things I was supposed to do. Yeah, I helped Keller Williams do this. I helped my clients do this. I helped my church do this. But But did I do what I was was supposed to do? And I was like, God, this can't, I didn't even travel all the places I was supposed to travel. You know what I mean? And so I've been trying to go to Europe for about 20 (laughs) years. I haven't even been there, God. Like, this can't be the end. And I look back at the hands again. Now, I don't look up, and I'm going to say this on this podcast so you understand that where I grew up and what I learned about church, not in my church, but just over the years, they always would say this thing like the glory of God's face is so powerful that if you look at it, you get snatched up in the glory, right? Yeah. Well, I wasn't ready, so I never looked up. You know what? It's so funny you said that because when you say, when you said, I was just looking at the road and looking at the hands, I was like, don't look in his face. You can't look up. Don't look well, up. Somebody else told me the other day, you weren't even supposed to go toward the light. I'm like, I don't even remember people telling you know, me that. Yeah, but I just, I just know because it's so great that you can't, you can't. So here's what I really want people to hear about this, right? When I look back at his hands again, mind you, I'm still not looking up. Mm-hmm. I look back at his hands, I get a glimpse of his wrist and they have these keys hanging from them. And I get a glimpse of the key with my name on it. You see your name? I do. Oh, and here Lord. it is, the name Melinda. Oh my God, when they say God knows your name. <laughs> God, <laughs> so you see your key. And I could see the dashes. I couldn't make them out. And I just said, God, you know what? Just help me get back to where I left off. That's mm-hmm. all I could say. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, and you're, you're, we're close to the same age, I think. So do you remember Not exactly, the... but close. <laughs> close. You, right. Do you remember the Lipton Tea commercial? So I want you to Google it at some point. Okay. So it's the Lipton tea commercial from the 80s, and they're like, Lipton tea cools you to the core. Mm. So I'm like, the only way I can describe what happened next is this. So God said, okay, let me give a strategy. So I just feel like I fall back like in the Lipton tea, because in the Lipton tea commercial, the person falls back in a pool, Mm -hmm. right? And I felt like, okay, we're about to see what's going to happen here, right? Um, mm. so anyway, um, I fall back in the, it's the, you know, I'm imagining it's like me falling back, but I was like, I just gotta, I mean, I have no other options here. Yeah. <laughs> like I gotta trust yeah. God that yeah. either he's going to give a strategy and somebody has to be obedient to the strategy. Right. Yeah. So that's where I talk a lot about obedience, but, um, God can tell me to do something for somebody, but I don't have to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, so anyway, I knew if I perish, I perish, but I didn't want to see it. I just felt like, let me just close my eyes. And when I wake up, let's hope that this was all a crazy dream, right? Yeah. But I knew I wasn't because uh, the, how I know I wasn't dreaming, um, is because there are things I saw about myself and I keep asking, I kept asking my husband, where are those pictures you took of me? 
in the hospital bed where my tongue's hanging. He was like, I never took a picture of you like that. I'm like, no, I know you took the picture because I saw it. it. Right. So at this point, it's an out of body experience. At this point, I believe my mom is really and truly when I think I see her, she's at the nurse's station. Right. Because that that same morning, um, the my parents had come to see me for the first time. Also, I could be wrong about that part, but I know that there was even if it was just, you know, where the enemy wanted me to think it was my mother to get me past the point. I don't know. You see what I'm saying? So, um, that's something I prefer to ask God about later, (laughs) not anytime soon, but the next day there's a doctor. His name is Dr. Blow. If anybody (laughs) knows Dr. Blow, please find him and give him my phone number. Mm, Okay. Dr. Blow, Blow, he Methodist hospital in Dallas, African American doctor. He came in that morning and he said, and this is my mom giving me an account of this. He said, I know they've given up on her, but I want to try one more thing. Mm, Strategy. That one more thing is why I'm talking to you right now. I got chills. (laughs) Like, God, you are so faithful right now, right? Like, that is the grace of God. So you got to remember the, okay, so that happens. I then begin my my kidneys begin to re- like mm-hmm. release fluid. Mm-hmm. The swelling goes down. My tongue goes back in my mouth. Um, this I, is after Doctor Blow has tried what he said he believes. Let me. Okay, so what he did is they um, he changed my feeding tube, which was in my stomach. He changed my um, ventilator mm-hmm. stuff or whatever. He gave me different food in my feeding tube that would allow me to lose weight so not as much but less right um because i had other factors i had uh borderline diabetes i didn't know anything about i had um heart disease not well high blood pressure right um i'm overweight okay and then I mean, I, when I came out of the hospital, people were like, oh, my gosh, you lost so much weight. And I'm like, it's not a diet I would recommend. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's not the diet you want. Um, and so when when he did that, things turned around. So the next day, that's when probably people got word that, okay, she's doing better. Mm-hmm. But now I know you guys had like a prayer vigil, yeah, right? The hospital. Yeah. So... That was like day 14 after all this happened. Wow. So what was happening is I was getting pneumonia again at this point. And so they're like, okay, everybody else already knew this other part. You guys didn't know that because Dennis wasn't going to utter that out of Uh -uh. his mouth. Right. Uh -uh. So even like he would say, um, he used to say people would come like, how's she doing? He's like, oh, you know, her oxygen's improving. She's breathing. He was like, I was lying. He said none of that was happening. <laughs> Listen, I was over here praising God for something. It wasn't even going on. Because well, hey, that's what you're supposed to do, right? right? That's right. That's blind faith. Oh, that's, my God. Yeah, so, so, yeah, so that was happening. And so that was ultimately the, the strategy. And so I left the hospital October uh, the 4th from that do? hospital going to that. Oh. But at this point... I'm going to the next hospital at this point. And this is hospital number two? Hospital number two. I only went to two. Uh-huh. So hospital number two, 
And when I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go home. But when I was waking up in the hospital, I'm like, did we move? Like, how did we move? And I don't know. I'm a realtor. Like, I don't, I don't know. They we didn't moved. use me. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. And I'm like, did we move? Why, am I at my mom's house? And I'm looking around and nothing looks like my mom's house. Nobody's like, I, I don't ever remember a nurse really talking to me except for one. Really? Right. Except for one. Um, at this point, I'm like, I don't know what else to say, know what else to do. And I'm asking for my mom every single night. Like, hey, can you call my mom? Mm. I wasn't even thinking about my husband. Bless his heart. You were thinking about your mom. My mom. Mm. I believe that our relationships with our mothers, we've had, I'm not saying everybody's had the longest relationship. Mm-hmm. But just imagine, it's even if mom. you think about your own kids, they're in your body. You're building these little people mm-hmm. for like nine months. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's something that you never forget as a mom, and I think there's just a connection. So let me ask you this. So you're waking up. You're at the next hospital. You're asking for your mom. Well, at this point, no, I'm at the first hospital. I'm asking for but my you're mom. But you're awake. You, you're I'm conscious a, I can conscious enough, to, but I, they can't hear me, Kenya, because I got a whole ventilator oh, yeah, and an oxygen right. tube. But, but in my mind, they can hear me, and somebody's ignoring me asking for my mother. I want to know at this point. What is your conversation? Because you already you've already seen God's hands. You've been to you you had your experience, right? What is your thought process? Are you praying to God? Are you asking? I'm mad. Are you angry? I'm angry. I'm like God. All this stuff I did, like really, is this where we are right now? Yeah. Now, not because of the heaven experience, because now waking up and really recovering to think about that's everything right. that that's, happened that's, I don't even remember yeah. the heaven experience at this point yeah you know what I mean yeah all I can remember is a whole lot of stuff went on I have seen my entire life flash before my eyes and I live to tell about it but it's not because I did something great mm. because I got my own issues yeah. <laughs> like you know what I'm yeah. saying yeah. I'm just talking about the company owes me this person didn't do yeah. this my husband didn't take me on vacation my <laughs> kids are disrespectful like all these things yeah. right I've just told you I'm, I'm I'm thinking about growing up I mean I mean I haven't told you my whole life story but here's the important piece of this is that God didn't look at what I did and didn't do but he did listen to me when I asked you know what I mean? So that just makes me want to cry. That <laughs> makes me emotional. That makes me say, it makes me, gosh, I didn't know I was going to do this in this first episode. <laughs> so I'll tell the story one day. But my dad died when I was 11. Mm-hmm. Um, but a few days before. Four, and mm-hmm. then he died December 20th, five days before Christmas. Mm-hmm. I can tell you the light we were at. Mm-hmm. He said, you know, this year, it's not going to be your Christmas. And I remember him saying, if God was to come today, I am ready. Was he sick? Wasn't sick. He was murdered. He was not sick. But he said, I am ready mm. if God was to come today. So... Fast forward, I was with my dad when he passed away. The only person in the room with him. My mom's on the back bedroom on the phone with police. I'm praying, mm-hmm. oh, God's got it, da 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 But when you said that he listened to you, mm-hmm. it made me think my dad made that conscious decision mm-hmm. that he was truly, he was truly ready. Mm-hmm. 
I think we have asking status with God. I think if you learn anything else, so I'm not saying your dad was ready. I don't know. I believe when people are taken like that, it's definitely the work of the enemy. But when you also have a believer, he like, <laughs> you know what I mean? He said my work was done. Like yeah. I, I, Because we, we don't know when our work is done, right? Yeah, he, but he was, he was okay. Mm-hmm. So when you say that, that's what it made me think about. Okay, mm-hmm. so... Yeah, could so my dad have angry. asked? Yeah, you know, so could you he have were asked? Angry. I, I was, I was angry. I wasn't just angry at God. I mean, I was, I was grateful, but I was like, but why, why me? Like you ask, you tell me, don't ask why you, but I'm asking, yeah, why me? Right. Why me? Um, and I, for the longest time, I thought God must be mad at me about something. I was gonna ask you about that because yeah. I seen a post and you said. I felt like God was mad at me. Yeah, I did. I felt like Mm -hmm. there was, I don't know. I'm like, did I not honor my parents enough? (laughs) (laughs) You don't even know the amount of guilt that you also get as a survivor. So you have guilt? Oh, oh gosh. I've gone through survivor's remorse, survivor's guilt, whatever you want to call it. I've been there. You got to remember, I had lost my cousin, who's like my sister. Mm My aunt who led me to Christ. You know what I mean? All of these things are happening. I have lost. The only thing I know how to do was access to be able to make money. Take care of my, take care of my, my husband had to dress me and shower me every day. Imagine waiting on your, you tell a whole Mm -hmm. new level of patience when you're waiting on your husband Mm -hmm. to get you dressed Mm -hmm. for the day. And it got to the point in the hospital, there were some nurses, like, I have to really give a shout out to healthcare workers because there's no way you can't take that stuff home with you, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, I was prideful, Lakinia. Those nurses were just, like, when Dennis would leave, when I, no, this is the second hospital. When Dennis would leave, I really thought I could walk out of the hospital and I didn't know why they had to care flight me and I had to wait on a gurney. I'm like, I can just walk out. And wow. they were like, mm, no. <laughs> right. Didn't happen. Mm. <laughs> didn't walk out. And then I remember the paramedic telling me to put my mask on and I thought I had put it on. But my arms don't even move at this point. Now, why he didn't know that, like, I could wave them or whatever. Yeah, but you couldn't lift but them up. But I couldn't to... lift them up to put on a mask. He wow. doesn't know, and he didn't put it on me. And so he was like, does your mask not fit? Let me give you another one. Now, I'm, like, with the paramedic yeah. going to the second um, hospital. And then when we get out of the car, he goes, so you still didn't put your mask on? And I'm thinking, I thought I did. Like, I yeah. don't know that nothing I'm doing is actually. So you, at this point, you don't realize that you're going to have to relearn. No. Oh, gosh, this gets better. Okay, I have to tell you this because now, mind you, I am a goer. I'm a doer. You are? I'm a doer, mover, whatever, right? Yeah. I am moving like crazy. I'm not moving. And I'm thinking somebody so every day the nurse would come in in the second hospital and I would say can somebody help me to the bathroom because mm. like I'm holding it right now because yes. I'm thinking I really need to go yeah. to the bathroom yeah. but I don't know the time span yeah. next day nur- can I can somebody help me so then I'm like oh my husband I'm like can you please let the bed down I said I see the nurse pushing this now mind you I don't even have a full voice right I still can't scream and yell anymore and I'm sure my family's excited about that (laughs) uh so I'm like can you let the bed they're like no Mm. and I'm like these people are trying to hold me back like I gotta get out of here 
so I don't get the bed down. So my husband says, oh, Caitlin's going to come see you today. You'll be able to spend some time with her. This is my first time seeing my kid. And she comes in the room and I'm like, oh, hey, can you let the bed down? Because I'm thinking, I'm, yeah. I said the bathroom is like, literally where this door is, the bathroom was right there. So you could see. I was you. actually closer. Yeah. So I'm like, just let me, the thing and I can walk there. It's only a few steps, whatever. She goes, mom, I can't do that. You can't get it. And I was like, what? So then I was like, can you get me? I don't even drink soda. Okay. Yeah. Can you give me a Dr. Pepper? Because at this point, I haven't had water in over 100 days. Mm. I'm thirsty, yeah, okay? Yeah. And so they don't want to give me water because they don't want to damage my lungs and yeah. all of this kind of stuff. Yeah. So um, she goes, no, you can't. Have, I'm, I'm thinking, Dennis has talked to her. I'm going to kill him. Like, so, do you not? Right, I don't know. You don't know how sick you are. I don't. You don't know that you have a feeding tube. You don't know these things. Matter of fact, when I even realized I had a feeding tube, I'm looking down at my stomach and I said, oh my God, what is this on? <laughs> what is this on me? You've got to be, who mm. did this? And I told the nurses and somebody came in here and put oh, it Lord. And they're like, okay. You know, I was yeah. like, weirdo. But <laughs> so then the doctor is like, so my therapists and stuff come in, my physical therapist, my occupational therapist, I get to meet them and they're like, hey, you got to get ready. We're going to, we're going to, here's what we're going to do. We'll fit you for a wheelchair and you'll go home. And I'm like, what? Wheelchair. A wheelchair? Are you kidding me? And my aunt is there, the one who I told you mm -hmm. recently passed away. My aunt Shirley's there and she's praising the Lord in the corner. And I'm thinking, what are you praising the Lord what? for? Did you just hear yes. them say I'm going yes. home in a wheelchair? And yes. she goes, but you get to go home. Her daughter was the one who had passed away. Mm -hmm. And so I then understood how she was and how she felt like she needed to be there because her daughter wasn't here anymore. Yeah. So at the same time, um, when she says that, I was like, I can't sell real estate in a wheelchair. And I was like, I guess I could if I show one stories. You know what I'm saying? So you're, you're and then I got to think. Again. Yeah. And I'm thinking, and then I got to get a special van and I got to <laughs> fix my house up. And I'm just thinking, oh, we got to move. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm thinking, like, what what's about to happen here? So she goes, okay, you want to walk? And I was like, absolutely. Just let the bed down, let me out, and I can walk yeah. to the bathroom yeah. at least, right? So. She goes, here's what we're going to do. We're going to have a step. This is my uh, therapist at the point. She goes, we're going to have a process. We're going to sit up first. And then after we can sit up for about 30 to 40 minutes, then, and I'm thinking, no problem. You okay, let's do up. it. Yeah, like, I can yeah. sit up right now. What are you talking so about? I get ready to sit up, and I am like literally a four-month-old trying to sit up for the, I'm like, I'm wobbly, tobbly, topsy-turvy. Yes. Yeah. And so I have to do that for two minutes and five minutes and 10 minutes and 15 minutes. And it's, and I'm like, Oh, so the anger, the question, but I'm still thinking I can walk. Right. Yeah, yeah. Cause I'm like, I'm just learning to sit up so I can get up out the bed. Okay. It's going to be easy. So I'm tired. My, my aunt's like, get some rest. She's tired. But I was like, I am not laying down. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I'm going to sit. So it, it goes on day after day and she goes, okay. So now I'm sitting up for about 45 minutes. So, you know, I need steps too. She grabs my hand, 
She puts a gate belt on me. She tightens it up. And I'm thinking, this is a lot for me to just <laughs> to be able way to walk. Too much. Way know, too I much. Know. Like, why is she being so dramatic? Okay, come on. Exactly. <laughs> so she puts the gate belt on. She stands in front of me. I'm sitting on the side of the bed. She puts her feet directly in front of me. We are kneecap to kneecap and face to face. And she goes, okay, on 10, you're going to stand up. So now, mind you, I know why she did it now. But at the point, I'm thinking, this is nothing. I'm about to prove to this chick. Mm-hmm. I'm she walking was, to the bathroom she today. Was this chick. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm going to tell this chick, I'm walking to the bathroom yeah. today, right? And here I am, Kenya. And she says, on 10, stand up. And I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm mustering myself. To, I know how to stand up, yeah. right? I muster myself to stand up and I cannot move. It's like my body is anchored to the bed. I've never felt that in my entire life. I've been in the hospital. I've had three kids. Never felt like I couldn't move. What goes through your mind? I'm like, what in the world has happened to me? Um, Why did this happen to me? What has happened to me? And all of a sudden, I'm up. I mean, I'm not up. I can't even move. And I just scream like, oh, I cannot believe. Like, I am. It's like all of the wind is out of me at this point. Because now I am face to face with me. I know she did that to prove to me we're not holding you back. This is where you are. That's right. right? That's right. And there's nothing like someone who cares enough to show you where you are. Like, for somebody to let you just run nilly-willy all out in the streets looking crazy is somebody who doesn't care about you. But when I can look at you and say, hey, you know what? You shouldn't wear that. Like, I tell my kids, I'm not telling you you shouldn't wear that because I'm hating on you. I'm telling you you shouldn't wear that because it's not appropriate or it doesn't look flattering on you. And I know when you go out, you want to look your best. I'm not hating, right? (laughs) It's kind of like we're in real estate and somebody says, oh, she couldn't help me get a house. No, your credit wouldn't help you get a house. And the market didn't help you get a house or your money didn't help you get a house because what realtor doesn't want to sell you a house? That's right. That's right. (laughs) So I'm hating on you and I'm holding you back from mine. It was that kind of like that kind of revelation. And I was like, I cannot believe this is happening. And then when Dennis would leave for the day, the nurses weren't as attentive. And so I was like, I can't stay here all day by my, I got to get out of here. Right. So the respiratory therapist comes in and she's like, I, Lakinia, I didn't even know that I had all this stuff wow. attached to me because I, I can't move my hand. I can't touch anything. Yeah. So I'm Dennis can't hear me because mom talked like this, yeah. like, you know, whatever. Right. I'm whispering, basically. So I said, give me a pen. Let me just write you a note since you can't listen to me. Yeah. I can't, I'm, I'm like, I can't even hold a pen. Couldn't even hold a I pen. couldn't even hold a pen. I was like, oh, oh, you've got to be kidding me. First it was my legs, now it's my fingers. Now I can't even write a yes. note. And I am the note writer. You like, are. I've gotten a lot of handwritten notes from Melinda just out of the blue. Say them, girl. They might be famous one day. I don't know. But, I, I know um, somebody. <laughs> right. So here it is. I can't even write him a note. And so I'm like, this has got to be the craziest thing that has ever happened in my life. And then the nurses are coming in and I'm thinking, like, I just pushed my button and you, it took you 30 minutes to get here. 
And they were like, ma'am, you're not the only person in this yeah. house. They didn't say that, but that's kind of how their yeah. attitude was. And then I would look at them and like my bed was right by the nurse's station. Uh-huh. It's right by the nurse's station. And so I'm like, okay, um, I see them over there putting on lipstick. Like I was like, listen, like I'm pushing, yeah, the, I'm, watching you. I'm pushing the button and I'm like, what? And they're like, okay, we're so sorry. What do you need? And I'm like, can I get water? You can't get water. You got to ask the doctor. Mm-hmm. We can't give you water. Your orders say you can't have water. Okay, like it's every and I was and one day I just said to myself, "Do you know who I am?" And they don't. Yeah, <laughs> they just know I'm a sick lady that barely has on any clothes. I got on a hospital gown. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I'm not even dressed. Lord knows I know why they don't have mirrors in the hospital because I was looking a hot mess, mm. right? My hair hadn't been combed in months. <laughs> like, I went in with, like, flat-ironed hair, and yeah. I came back with a teeny-weeny afro. <laughs> I even asked Dennis, did you cut my hair? <laughs> He's like, no, Melinda, I did not cut your hair. I was not thinking about cutting your <laughs> I hair. I was like, did you cut my hair while I was in there? So, so yeah. It was just a hard process. It, it was, was it everything. Was, meant, was, it, was your, it was a mental. It was mental. It was, it was physical. Spiritual. It was spirit. I mean, it was all of it mm-hmm. at one time. And I just couldn't, I was prideful. I will say this. I was prideful. And because and when I said, do you know who I am? God said, they don't need to know who you are. Mm. You know what I mean? I know who you are. They don't need to know who you are. So when, okay, let me ask you your thought process behind that is, do you know who I am? Who are you? Who did you think they should know? At least that I was a good realtor, like <laughs> if nothing else. I haven't even sold this. At least a good person. Like, yeah. here's my thing. I'm calling you on a button that is designed for me to get your attention, that I need something, right? Mm-hmm. And the fact that you would take 30 to 45 minutes, because I have nothing else to do, Kenya, yeah. but watch the clock. And watch how long it so takes So it you. took you 45. It got so bad to where I became the secret shopper in the hospital mm. if they wanted to test out a nurse they were going to send them to melinda's room really oh yeah they were going to send them. and then my room became the hangout because they actually i guess felt sorry for me <laughs> and moved me to a better room somebody had vacated a room. i mean mm-hmm. imagine the hospitals are full it took me forever to even get to that hospital because there was a limited amount of beds mm. So they give me a room. It's like a corner. It's like a corner suite. Got yeah. one of the biggest bathrooms that I still can't walk to. It's got, at this point, I still can't walk, mm-hmm. right? All I can do is sit up. Um, I couldn't eat regular food. I couldn't drink anything. And finally, they were like, well, you can't have water yet. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Can I have ice cubes? And they're like, okay, you can get, we'll get a doctor's order to get you 10 ice cubes. Now, yeah. They, it was sonic ice. Mm. It was not. So 10 sonic ice cubes yeah. is like not even one That's full not, ice cube. Yeah. Okay. So um, I'm in the new room, my suite, right? And I'm excited because it's like all windows. Uh-huh. And so the lights coming in, I can see people moving. I can, can see, see the light. nurses coming to. Yes, I can see nurses coming to work. I could see like real action like so i'm just nosy and watching okay (laughs) you know everything is going on everything going on she'll be here exactly like i still have this light on my phone because you know i can't just answer my phone whenever finally dennis leaves it for me and i'm looking for those pictures Mm. 
and he's like there are no pictures in your phone of any of this right so um long story short i even get to the point one day i saw a man walking outside smoking a cigarette and he had on a hospital gown and one of the uh, machines and i'm like oh how did he do that Mm. so i was like I'm going to ask my doctor for a note. And I was like, how do I go? How does that man get to smoke a cigarette? And they were mm-hmm. like, oh, he probably has a doctor's note. I was like, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. So my doctor comes in and I was like, listen, I need a doctor's note. Mm-hmm. Now I'm on oxygen. Yes. So they were like, well, we got to get you some portable oxygen and we got to do this. And so they had gotten me portable oxygen so I can begin to walk. So a machine walked for me first. Like it moved my legs until my legs began to move on their own. And then I'm on a, uh, in a wheelchair walking a step here and there standing and I'm exhausted just for me to walk from this part of the wall to that door. It's exhausting, but I'm doing it every day. And then it got to the point to where I was on a walker and then I was on a, um, I was going down the hall and they're like, do you want to walk through the ICU? I was like, sure, I'll go through there. And I'm walking and I guess I thought I was in a parade. I don't know. <laughs> Were you this, waving? <laughs> let me tell you, this lady waves at me and she's a little elder, uh, a senior uh, lady and she's waving and I'm waving back and I almost fall over because uh, I'm like, I don't even have any balance. Yeah, I'm like, and they were like, ma'am, you are not in a parade. We need you out. to put your yeah. hands on the walker. And uh, so I started to do that. But when I began to walk, other people began to walk. Nobody was walking the hallways at this point. Mm. So nobody. So you tell me, God still used you. Right. Oh, yeah. With my walker and everything. In your frustration. <laughs> in my in frustration. Your, in your anger. Angry. I didn't know I was angry, though. I think that's the thing. I know I was angry now, but I didn't know I was angry in that moment. I'm thinking I'm justified, right? You're frustrated. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Like, every day, I'm like, my dentist, when he would leave, I'm like, what time are you coming back? He was like, uh, when I finish showing houses, you know, when I finish working. So, when you go home, you go home with oxygen? So, they tried to send me to a nursing home. Oh, you weren't going to rehab? Oh, I wasn't. Well, no, I, I couldn't go to rehab. Well, I could go to rehab. It's strange for me to say this, but it was so expensive. I'm like, that doesn't even make sense. We couldn't get an order. And I felt like they needed the space for somebody else, right? So as soon as I got to the point where I needed less oxygen, I could officially go home. So that happened. I went home. When I went home, I felt that, um, well, when they wanted me to go to the nursing home, I just couldn't do that because I knew I would be around mostly seniors. That's right. The mentality is going to be different. That's if right. I see somebody like roll yeah. out of here dead, I'm go- it's going to be right. over, right? So did you have that conversation? Were you having that no conversation? I'm not going with your husband. Were you having that no conversation with your doctors? Because your mind is made up that you're not going to the nursing home. Pretty much. I didn't have it with my doctors, but I did have it with my, I had it with myself. I had it with my husband. I don't want to go to a nursing home. Like, I understand my insurance is going to cover 100% of that, but what is that going to do to me? It's it's like we teach all the time. Who are the people around you? That's if right. I'm around other people who are on the other end of their life and there's no hope really for them to That's recover right. and I'm there, am I going to recover at the same level as I would home? So he understood that. Yeah, he did. Okay, so when you get home, mm-hmm. 
you're still not 100%. Absolutely not. How long did it take you to get back? So I left the hospital in December, mm -hmm. right, of 2021. Okay. So I leave the hospital in December of 2020, right before Christmas. And I could not spend another holiday in the hospital if I had an option. Yeah. Just, I, just I had spent Thanksgiving do. there, yeah. and it was not fun. Yeah. I didn't even have cranberry sauce. Okay. So yeah. this past <laughs> Thanksgiving, I was like, thank you, Jesus, for cranberry yes. sauce, right? Yeah. So um, when I got, well, when I got home, well, I don't know. Like, it, it's it so took, much. It took you a while. I thought in December I would be able to work by February mm. I really did I thought I'm gonna get my butt in here I'm gonna work so hard that I'm gonna be showing houses by Valentine's mm. Day right so it didn't happen that way by the way it's th it took you a while yeah, uh like um okay so <laughs> crazy uh I'm in therapy uh -huh. I'm going to outpatient therapy I choose outpatient I don't want a nurse coming to my home I used to own a home health agency and we took great care of our clients I didn't want to be one yeah I didn't want somebody coming to my yes. house every day fixing my plate getting me ready yes. and all I don't want I don't want yeah. that so I felt like if I could get myself to therapy dentist take me every day drop me off or stay or whatever for a while he stayed and then after a while I would say for an hour to two hours, he would really two hours every day at least. Um, and then he would come back and then pick me up. He would go work or do whatever he had to do and then come back and get me. And then um, I'm on oxygen. And I remember even my therapist at that time, I had one, she would play praise and worship music because she had an office. Uh -huh. And she was like, okay, we got to get your praise hands up because at this point I can't lift my hands up. And you're at home. I'm at home now. I can't lift my hands up. I can't get myself dressed. Um, I'm still on a walker. Eventually graduated to a cane. From a cane to walking on my own. I still walk on my own, but very slowly. You know, I, I'm not running. Yeah. Um, let's see. The other ones, they knew when I was pushing myself too hard and when they needed to push me harder. So going through all of that, experiencing all of that, where your faith started and where your faith is. Ooh, wow. So I thought I had more faith until I found myself in that situation. Mm. I had the faith to get out. I had the faith to believe God to fill my lungs back up. I had the faith to believe all those things. I don't think it's the lack of faith. I think it's the process that, that we go through like it's it's that part because there were days I complained and I think why am I complaining I'm alive and then there's other days where my hospital food wasn't right you know what I mean and I'm like but I'm eating three times a day you know I told Dennis I said so I don't you know were, how I'm gonna you, act. Were a, you were in a warfare even within yourself mentally you're... spiritually physically um spiritually not as much as the other part because I remember uh, my pastor also coming to visit me and he said this one thing to me. I said, I don't even like I was that's kind of when I was mad. And this was the shift of me being mad. Um, he said, let them see your light. Mm -hmm. And from that day, I acted better so that I wouldn't I didn't care who so they you, knew I was at so that point. I know initially you said either I'm the solution or I'm coming with the solution. Mm hmm. 
when your your pastor gave you that, he gave you an assignment. He sure gave me an assignment. Bless so his heart. So then you had something to do. I had something to do. You had because if you know Melinda, she's a doer. She's a giver. So she had an assignment. The assignment was let them see my light, and I was. And so every time I thought about it, even I. Oh my gosh! Let me just tell you, there were some nurses who I knew were meant for me. Mm. There were some that I knew. I knew that they weren't for me, mm-hmm. and all I had to do was pray, and I wouldn't see that nurse anymore, mm. right? And when I say they were for me, Lakinia, I meant I needed them, right? And there were some that needed me. And so even when the one would make my bed and I knew she just wasn't having a good day, and then I began to know their stories, and I'm asking, how much do you make? And I bet they were like, what? Why <laughs> oh, have you ever thought about, you know, yeah, whatever, right? Yeah. Like, I'm like, let me yeah. help you out. Yes. Like, you, because yeah. then they tell you their business. One, her, her boyfriend had left her, and I'm like, really? Mm. I said, well, are you supposed to be with him? She goes, well, I think so. I think, you know, it's my old man and whatever. Right? <laughs> and I'm like, okay. So, so again, you try the to- man next to me, he was a 21-year-old who had been in a car accident, and mm-hmm. everybody was waiting for him to die. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to get to that kid every day. Every day I was asking, how's he doing, you know, whatever. Um, his, his, all of his, everything was open. Like, oh, wow. he had been destroyed. I think whoever he was in the accident with ha- had passed away. Wow. So he was was literally struggling, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, ordering so, McDonald's. And I'm sure his parents don't know he was ordering McDonald's yeah. to the hospital. Like, hmm. yeah, exactly. Like, you're not even supposed to eat so, that. So let me ask you this. After all of that, you told us where you were the 15 months before. Mm-hmm. Did this, I know it helped you see that, hey, some things I'm asking of people Mm-hmm. that I need to be asking of God. Mm-hmm. What did it do for your marriage? Did it reunite your marriage oh, to see yeah. your husband love you? Wow. Let me. If you had told me my husband would fight for my life and fight to the end, I would have told you you were lying. Mm-hmm. I really would have. And my husband's not a person who leaves his socks on the floor. Mm-hmm. But... If I had to pick up his socks, I'm good with it, right? Like, the little yeah. things don't really matter. It don't matter. Yeah. At the end, can I just say this to all the single people listening right now? <laughs> <laughs> There's somebody for everybody, right? I don't care what the ratio is of men versus women. There's somebody for everybody, if you want somebody. But it is going to take a level of compromise you have to be ready for Melinda, I just want you just to stop. If you have something to tell me. No, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. To me, yeah. just, you could have waited until I said, that's it. Thank y'all for listening. But that's it. It's a level of compromise. It's a level of compromise. You got to be. And I don't think we're ready. Like, everybody wants to do them and they want to, you know, be yourself or be you. But if you're called as a wife or a husband, you're called to another person, which means we got to compromise at some point. All right, Melinda. Okay. <laughs> I don't even think that was my question to you. But no, okay, no. But that, but that, that, well, that you talked it. about me and Dennis's relationship. That's it. That's, yeah. That's, that's me and Dennis's awesome. relationship. It's so do you it's love better. Your, you love your husband in a whole other way? Oh, a whole different way. And more appreciative than before. Now, I'm not telling you Dennis doesn't, like, drive me bananas and get on my nerves. I'm not, not telling you yes, that. Yes, but just having I'm to I'm telling you that like, now I can laugh at things that would have really ticked me off. Mm-hmm. And 
I want to know that when I leave somewhere or his presence, he or I, we don't remember the worst thing that happened. We remember the best thing that happened. Even with my kids, like, okay, you did something dumb today, but I love you. You know what I'm saying? Have a good day. How was work today? How was school today? That kind of thing. Wow. Okay, yeah. So as we wrap up, <laughs> you're oh, like, awesome. I know you. I probably wasn't even supposed to be here this long, but yeah. Hopefully, so, you get to edit all these things out. This was amazing. I appreciate you so much. <laughs> but before we leave, mm-hmm. what is a jewel? What is a, a thought? A queendom thought? A jewel that you have for somebody to put into their crown? What is it mm-hmm. that you want to share? What is it that you want someone to leave with? It could be a model that you live by. It could be after this situation, whatever. Oh, gosh, this is too much. Okay, so when I first got out of the hospital, I'm going to see if I can find what I really need. But after I left the hospital, one of the things I knew for me is I wanted to live intentionally and die empty. I did not want to take no seriously. I wanted to live intentionally and die empty. And what do you mean by that? So what I mean by that is I need to know that everything I'm doing is what God has actually given me to do. Mm -hmm. I'm not asking, okay, God, what did you give Kenya to do? And let me help Kenya do that. Mm -hmm. What did you give me to do? And who do I need to help me do that? Mm-hmm. And then I can help Kenya do what she wants to do. Because mm-hmm. if it's not aligned with my purpose, I don't need to be involved in it. it. I have someone who asked me to help them do some stuff, and I'm like, I can't. Oh, I know, you know, you're busy. No, I just can't. That's mm-hmm. not my assignment. That's mm-hmm. your assignment. And I've helped you with assignments before. But this time, I can't help with that one and not do what I'm supposed to be doing. So, you know, I have a 1002 Foundation, um, which is for single parents. So I was praying and asking God, God, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to what do you want to use me for this time? And I'm thinking he's going to give me this big revelation where I don't know, I'm going to be over in Africa somewhere, I guess, trying to (laughs) you're trying to travel. Well, yeah, exactly. I'm going to be somewhere traveling the world telling this story. Right. But God was like, how about you just do what I gave you to do before, Mm. which is simple. Right. If I said it was a call from God and I still haven't done it. So basically I haven't been obedient. Um, But one of the other things I will also leave you with is I was in church uh, just recently, I would say a month ago. And I was in service and God said, I heard God say to me, I didn't bring you back for all the other stuff. I bought you back on assignment. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, God, how do you want to use me? Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like, what do you want me to do? And in that moment, he just said, look around and I'm in church and I look and there's a lady right here on the row behind me. And I just laid my hands on her and prayed for her right and it's like god just gave me everything to say to her and she goes um and i don't i don't know nothing about this one i mean i know her but i don't like we're not friends we don't talk we're not intimate intimate. we have no relationship outside of seeing each other at church and so she's like this is what i was been have what i've been dealing with i was like child i didn't know any of that that is only god right then i felt like there was somebody else i needed to like pray for so I walk around the church. I see this one lady. I think I'm supposed to pray for her. I pray for her. Then it doesn't happen. I go back to my seat and I look back again. I see the lady and I'm like, that's the one. Mm-hmm. I go, I pray for her. 
God gives me something to tell her. And then later she comes to up to me after church and she said, you know, I just had to do this and this and this. And I don't even know how you knew. And I was like, I don't, I don't even know that woman's name. Had never seen her before in my life. She actually was there visiting that day. Wow. Like she wasn't even at my church. So one of the things I said is that you have to be on assignment. Um, audacious acceleration, which is bold acceleration. Audacious assignments. Um, audacious action and audacious, audacious affiliations. We have to be bold enough to be affiliated with the right people at the right time. Mm -hmm. We have to take the action no matter how we feel in the moment. And we have to do what we have been assigned to do and everything else in our life will accelerate from there. And that, you guys, was Melinda, <laughs> Mi the Melinda Miller. You're so funny. Melinda, Thank what you do you have me. coming, uh, going on? You, you're speaking on, I know... Next week, Next Wednesday, I'm speaking Me Versus Me. Okay. 2023. Um, and so hopefully I, I already know what I'm going to be sharing there. Okay. Um, time is of the essence is what I'm going to be talking about. Okay. I wrote a book. Uh, yes. I'm still getting it edited okay. and all of that fun stuff and arguing with the people. And I'm not ar arguing at all, but talking about the cover, trying to figure it out. So you do have a book coming. I do have a book coming. I'll tell the story. I'll tell the details. I'll tell all the guts and glory okay. at the same time, okay. right? All the horrible things. Um, because I really feel like God really wants people in this moment to understand it's not about how great we are because he has enough grace for us. You know what I mean? We don't have to be perfect. I think that's where we get. That's where the shame came from for us as single parents because we weren't perfect. That's it. We weren't perfect. So you That's feel it. guilty That's and you it. feel like, oh, God, God's not going to help me, mm -hmm. you know. And um, so I'm going to I have a book. Uh, what I actually have three books, but two will be out sooner than the third. So you've so, been busy. So in a year time. So I had started one book prior to getting sick wow. and I should be finished. But the other book is the, about this story has taken so long because I'm getting pieces from different people right. at different times. And I got to put the, it's like putting piece a puzzle. Yeah. Right. Um, so I got a book. I'm still going to be doing real estate, building my team primarily is what my focus is. And that's it. Like, so, yeah. I, okay. So this question just keeps popping in my head and I don't want to leave without this. Okay. Good. I know you all are spiritually plugged in and mm -hmm. you're spiritually being fed. Yes. Are you all in any counseling? Because this is traumatic. So I have reached out about counseling. I actually just heard from a counselor who is retiring. She's probably one of the best counselors I know of. I have an, I feel like we need one in marriage. So I have one I've reached out to for marriage. And the reason we need one is because I felt like you don't even know the amount of guilt that even comes in. I didn't get vaccinated. So I have COVID and this has happened to my family, right? Um, my husband has to take care of me. He can't work to the extent of which he was working and I'm not working. So you're talking about losing two incomes. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I need it. I, I'm not telling so, you I don't. So, so yeah. So that's for you. Mm -hmm. Do you think your husband will go? Does he have a release? Does he have an outlet? I don't know. You know, I feel like he needs more friends or something. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, because we do spend a lot of time working. You're, you're in real estate. You know, it takes a lot of your time. A lot, yeah. And you're dealing with people in their life and their transitions, and we're built for it. 
but it doesn't mean we don't need our own outlets. I do. And when I say he needs more friends, like you can't just lean on one person all the time. Right. Yeah. We have an amazing church. We yeah. really do. Yeah. Um, I just say the best church in the Metroplex that I know of. Right. Hey. And I'm not saying there's not other good churches, but it's for us. And I could easily go to any church anywhere because there's one on every corner it in is. Texas. It is. So I can go to any church. But I know that we were purposely had I been anywhere else. My husband may not have had the support that he needed, right? Okay. Yeah. Okay, so that was just a question I just had before I let you go, the counseling. Mm -hmm. Because I know you're getting spiritually fit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, so that's one thing that's happened recently. I think I don't have one that I say, okay, let me go to this person just yet. Um, the one that I've gone to in my, in the past, I believe in counseling, by the way. So the one I've gone to in the past, um, is the one who's retiring and I sent everybody to her. So when she told me she was retiring and that was this week, I was like, really? It's not the lady that I go to. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. It may be because we have a mutual friend and I got her from a mutual friend. Oh, we'll have to talk about that. Yeah. So I believe in counselors. So any counselors out there, call me. I'm a, I'm a special case. So, so (laughs) you know, your purpose, you feel like you got your assignment. I have my assignment for sure. I actually do have my assignment. I know what I'm supposed to be doing. And I probably couldn't have told you that exactly to the extent two weeks ago. Wow. Yeah. And then I call and say, hey, Melinda. Yeah, hey, Melinda. And I'm like, what is this about? <laughs> no, and it was actually a text. Hey, Melinda, can you call me? Oh. <laughs> but, Melinda, I want to thank you. Thank you for Thank you for me. sharing your story. I'm excited about your podcast. Thank you. Yes. Queendom Talks Podcast. Okay. I thank you all for listening. Melinda, again, thank you for being here. Thank you. And I have to thank my husband Woo-hoo. for allowing us to use his studio. <laughs> so, thank you, husband. Y'all thank listen you, to husband. his podcast, Tap In. <laughs> And um, tune in next time. Awesome. Thank you. Appreciate it. This episode of Queendom Talks is brought to you by the Rose Group Real Estate Team at Keller Williams Long Star DFW. If you are in the market to purchase, sell, or invest in real estate, give us a call. We'll be happy to help you with all of your real estate needs. You can reach us at 817 523 Nine six four four.